What are you thinking? I'm thinking of an intro. Yo, Biggles. Troll! And there's your intro. Hi, <laughs> this is uh, Have You Seen, episode 15. I'm Kieran Lefort, and the screaming banshee at the other end of the table is Tom Webb. Yeah, I don't do, don't do yelling, screaming, or shouting very well. No, or intros. No. Uh, we've got quite a lot to get through yeah, this we week, uh, and uh, this is going to be kind of quite a, a special show, I think, which should become... We won't give away too much right now, but it should become clear as we go on. Yeah, yeah, I think uh, the second half of the show will be a bit more... Different. A bit different to usual. Yes. Um, let's kick into Troll Hunter straight away. Um, do you want to do a quick recap? Or? Sure. Uh, three Norwegian uh, students, documentary students, are making a documentary about uh, uh, bear incidents uh, in the Norwegian forests. Uh, and uh, it turns out the incidents are not caused by bears, they're caused by trolls, and they find the nation's only troll hunter and he reluctantly somewhat reluctantly agrees to let them follow him and film his life and we proceed from there uh let's see if uh see what tom thought yeah it was kind of interesting this movie because i think um found footage films and uh kind of mockumentaries or spoof documentaries tread a very fine line they can yeah. either be really really good or really really bad um particularly the found footage genre um, but like you said last week, uh, this is done particularly well. Mm. Um, I really, really enjoyed it. Um, a lot of uh, a lot of negative reviews I found didn't seem to understand that it was supposed to be shot badly. Yeah, yeah. It, it's one of those films where um, it it has to have that feel and it has to be consistent. Quite uh, quite often with found footage films, is you'll find the first twenty minutes to sixty minutes keeps that style religiously and then as you get to the build up for the finale of the movie they kind of get a bit about it yeah yeah uh, where this doesn't at all um and you know the ending works really well um but i think i kind of connected to it from from my personal point of view because first off there's all the f- beautiful footage of norway yeah shot from the car and stuff like that and and it just rem- i mean i've got tapes and tapes and tapes worth of home movie footage that I've shot in like the Rockies in Canada that mm. is almost identical style shots to that mm. and I mean I, I literally I could replace the footage with the stuff I own because yeah. I've been in that you know don't do that that'll be cause copyright well, issues yeah, yeah. Sure. you know what I mean yeah, yeah. Um, and, and you know and it just I mean one of the overriding things was like, I'd actually quite like to go to Norway it looks like a really lovely beautiful place to go and visit and have yes, a look I around quite like and to go it was well, yeah. kind of like I was like actually that's, that's really great um you were right in that the, the bear hunters at the beginning seem way too real. There's one guy in particular. Yeah. I can't remember what his quote is, but yeah. it's kind of it is. It's like it's a real interview, and I'm not entirely sure that he isn't actually a real bear hunter. Yeah, exactly. Yeah, and I, I kind of. Um, I mean, that's one of the things I think this movie gets right is the fact that it brings in enough reality to make it all believable. Yeah. Um, Particularly like the science elements of what troll, you know, how how trolls turn to stone or explode or yeah, all yeah. that kind of stuff. That works really, really well. Mm. Um, and the integration of the CGI of the trolls is really good. Yeah. Because that's one thing I was a bit kind of dubious about mm. was that, you know, it obviously couldn't have had a huge budget, this movie. No, I, I meant to find out and I didn't. 
Right. I mean, it's one of those things. It's like you go and see Transformers, and those robots and cars are integrated into that image. But they've had two hundred million dollars spent on, well, ex- on them. Yeah, exactly. So you kind of expect it to be spot on, and when it isn't, it really sticks out. Um, with a low budget film like this, or a lower budget film like this, mm. you kind of go in wondering, oh, are they gonna are they gonna pull that off? And yeah. they do absolutely brilliantly. Um, whether it's night vision footage or whether it's standard footage it mm. just it all works really really well um to the point where i you know i was like i said i've been on holiday to places like canada and stuff like that where you go on trips to go and see whales or bears or what have you and you've mm. got that anticipation of seeing these animals in their element and all that kind of stuff and i i started to feel that way about like, seeing a troll because i was just like, suggesting you want to go on a troll watching holiday to, to norway <laughs> no not, not quite but it's just like, i got that sense when i was watching the film it's just like i was really getting excited to actually see a troll it's just like i really <laughs> want to see one yeah. just to see what it's like you know mm. um so i i did I, yeah i thought it was really really good um Although for the first few scenes with the troll hunter, he did sound like Pingu's dad to me. Because <laughs> <laughs> he's got he's got the same sort of tombra of voice. Yeah. Um so when I wasn't like looking at the screen and writing notes, that's what kind of <laughs> images were popping into my head. But you kinda of get past yeah, that. Yeah. Um and you know, like like I said, it, it has opportunity like Blair Witch was probably the first found footage movie that kinda of had a massive impact. That had the big mainstream breakthrough. Yeah. You can go back to things like Cannibal Holocaust. Yeah. But with, that was just like a, a video nasty, but Blair Witch had this big on the on the back of an amazing PR campaign. Absolutely, yeah. And actually, I, that movie is entirely PR campaign. It is once you see it, it's yeah, it's not a apart, great I film. Think. Yeah, and then that's the pro- and that was that was my fear through this was mm. that it would it would go and you'd be like, oh, really, yeah, yeah, and it never does at all. It, I mean, it grips you and holds you all the way. Mm. Um, I think that. I also had a kind of personal connection, having made short films in a doc, spoof documentary style about myths and legends and things yes. like that myself. Having appeared in one of those. Uh, yeah. yeah. <laughs> um, it, it was kind of like, I, I was kind of sitting there thinking, oh, if only I'd done one on Trolls. <laughs> yeah, I know what you mean. And I, I was sitting there thinking, if I'd done one on Trolls, would I have been able to make it this good? You know, obviously not do the CGI, but you know what yeah, I mean? Yeah. The, the whole concept of it. Yeah. Um, no, it would have been one of my mates dressed up in a really awful <laughs> costume. Yeah, yeah, probably, yeah. Um, yeah, I think the uh, there's, there's obviously a lot of cover-up to do with the trolls mm. so that the normal person doesn't find out. And mm. the scene where the Polish bear hunters turn up with yes. the corpse of a bear yes. is absolutely brilliant. Yes. And there's You're a fa- making movie? <laughs> yeah, there's such, such some great lines and there's some great visual gags. This is gags. just like Norwegian bear. <laughs> yeah. There are some great visual gags in that, yeah. um, which I won't spoil for people who are going to watch it, but um, it was it was a particular standout scene, mm. I thought. And, and within that, I do like the man from the government yes. and his occasional appearances, and he is not happy that no. there's a camera around. And no. The point where they actually have a scuffle with him over the camera. Yeah, yeah. It, I think just everything about it works really well. Mm. They've got... You know, the guy playing the troll hunter is completely convincing. Mm. Um, the students make all the right mistakes. Yeah. Um, the man from the government has exactly the right tone and mm. what have you. Um, you know, the the veterinarian that they go to who kind of explains the science of yeah. it fits in really well. And, it, yeah, it just really holds together as a, as a believable universe, if you like. Yeah. Um, 
you know, I, I, I love the whole idea of having pylons uh, as basically gigantic electric fences. Yeah. Which, uh, that was an absolute stroke of genius. Yeah. The electricity goes in a circle. Why doesn't it go anywhere? <laughs> yeah. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Um, but like I said, the, 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 the finale really works. Mm. Uh, you know, as I was going through the film, you kind of think, well, you know, this is great. What are you going to build to? And mm. they really pull it off. I do like, one of the things I do like is how the trolls get progressively bigger throughout the film. Yeah. So the one they, the, the one they come across first has got to be a good 18 to 20 feet tall. Uh, yeah. And that's a little one. Absolutely, yeah. And, and by the time you see the gigantic beast at yeah. the end of the movie. Yeah, and what I love is the fact they cover different types of trolls. Yeah. And the fact that all of those trolls that you see i could relate to have seen in either fairy tale books mm. films or cartoons or what have you they kind of covered the gamut and they kind of explained it so that you didn't feel you know when you go into it what you think of as a troll you will see no matter yeah. what that yeah. is um and i think that that worked really really well um and i like the fact that the troll hunter is there he's not there to wipe them out that's not the whole, you know, that he's not there to kill them all. He's there to manage them. Yes. And to make sure that they stay where they should do. Keeping them within their territory. Yeah. yeah he's a ranger. He's a park exactly, ranger. Exactly, yeah. And I think that that makes it, you know, that gives it that extra little bit of realism. Troll ranger sounds a bit like there's going to be five of them in multicolored <laughs> costumes yeah, doing yeah. bad martial arts. But yeah. yeah. But yeah, absolutely. It was just kind of a nice touch. You know, you could have easily had him as just a guy who's, whose job it was to just kill them and kill them yeah, and kill yeah. them, but it doesn't. It's kind of managing the population. I yeah. think that kind of adds a nice little level of realism again mm. to it. He only, he, I think he only kills them when he's in danger yeah, throughout th the yeah, film, or well, somebody is in danger. Yeah. He does, yeah. I th well, I think that is the, the, only re the only lengths he will go to is if they are out of their prescribed territory yeah. Yeah, and yeah. they're, they're going to be causing a problem. Mm. Um but yeah, yeah, it was a really, really good film. I, I was laughing all the way through it. Really, really enjoyed it. Marvelous. So it's, it's I've a couple of good ones in a row. Yeah, you have. Yeah, it's definitely one I recommend to, to people to watch because it's a great concept. Excellent. Um, we have some reviews Excellent. that have been sent our way. We have a positive and we have a negative. Mm -hmm. um, which order would you like them in? Let's do the positive one first. Do the positive one. Okay. You sod. That's the long one. Yeah. Hold on. This requires multiple pieces of paper. Uh, uh, Joe Edlin sent us a review on Facebook okay. uh, of Troll Hunter. Uh, there might be some rustling here. I do apologise. Okay. Oh, he says, Apologies for the long review. I have a lot to say about this film. Okay. Troll Hunter has quickly become one of my favourite films. When I first watched this, I was surprised it wasn't a second-rate B-movie like the title suggests. Yeah, I think, yeah. that that Like I said before, it, it could easily slip into that territory and they really... Pull yeah. it away from doing that. Yeah, and if it had been made as a pure fiction piece, I think it would have been. Absolutely, it's yeah. the documentary yes. style that elevates it. Yeah, I think. I th yeah, I think you're right. Um, the pros: the hunter Hans is a fantastic character and developed very well, with no motive behind killing trolls other than its job. Yeah, uh, you start to feel sorry for him when he expresses his remorse at killing an entire troll population and just wants to get out of the job. However, the real stars of the film are indeed the trolls. They're given a believable mythology, biology, and are brilliantly designed and look near real. Uh, there may be a lot of interior car shots but that just makes the action scenes more enjoyable mm -hmm. the cons uh, which I disagree with actually uh, there was no need for the second camera person to arrive after what happened to the first one it ruins the sudden reality check for the other students that these trolls are actually dangerous now what I think there is that mm. 
they are documentary makers. Yeah. And documentary makers want to continue making their documentary. Yeah. It also leads to my favourite joke in the film, the religion gag. Right. When the yes. second camera person turns up. Yeah. And also a tiny subtle thing that few people would notice. Right. She's a professional camera woman and the camera work gets markedly better once she shows <laughs> <Right>. up. <laughs> anyway. Um when she shows up, she just doesn't have the same reaction to seeing the troll as the others did. Okay, that's fine. Yeah, yeah. That's they okay. should have just given the camera to the presenter seeing as he had had enough screen time. <laughs> yeah. But that's really my only gripe with the film. Overall, this film is awesome. The trolls are given enough screen time to make the film believable. The main character is brilliantly crafted and acted, and the supporting cast aren't too bad either. It does make me wonder what the American remake will be like. God help us all. <laughs> uh, and he also says uh, uh, one of his highlights is the night vision shot of the troll in the forest where you think it's a tree and then there's the tilt up and it turns out to be the troll's leg yeah. and also the, the bridge scene the Billy Goat's yeah, rough bridge scene yeah that is brilliant yeah that is really really with, good uh, hands in his homemade suit of <laughs> yeah, yeah that is fantastic um, the one thing I think actually uh, Joe pointed out about the second camera woman turning up I think it might just be because you're so all th- four of the main characters so well developed over the course of that movie I think you just don't get enough time with the new camera person I mean, she just shows up fi- like 15 minutes before the end yeah, yeah. so you d- I think perhaps um, if she's shown up a little bit earlier in the film mm. it might you might have kind of mm. you know got got into her character a bit more and mm. might might have not felt like such a jar perhaps um, and we have a, the negative uh, okay. Troll Hunter review uh, from Alexandra Stone who says Blair Witch Project with better special effects Expected more from this cult hit, but left a little confused as to what all the hype was about. Yes, it was an original idea with the same plot points repeated over and over and over again. Mm-hmm. After seeing the first Troll Hunt, you've basically seen the whole movie. Turn it off, get some sleep. I like trolls before watching this film. I quite like the fact that they kill Christians, though. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. I, oh, hang on. There's another note that says better than better than an Englishman. Yeah, which is yeah. kind of the, the rhyme we know here. Exactly. Yeah. yeah. It, it, when they first said that, I suddenly realised ah. That must be the the Scandinavian version. Yeah. Yeah, because we're used to fee fi fo fum I smell the blood of an Englishman. Yeah. Um, but I guess it, it obviously it's not That doesn't be, rhyme in, in ex- Norwegian. Yeah, and it probably makes no sense at all. Yeah. Um Yeah, I kinda disagree with that. I think I was thoroughly engaged all the way through it to be honest. Uh, I have some customer feedback for Troll Hunter as well. Oh excellent. A couple of one stars and a five star. Right. Um what do we got here? Let's do some one star reviews. Uh, I've had more fun. <laughs> okay, uh, uh, let me start that again. I, I misread that. That could have been misconstrued. I have had more fun. No, I've done it wrong again. I'd have had more fun chewing on a rancid shank of troll stench. This film, in inverted commas, is truly missable. Uh, glad I only spent three pound renting it. If I'd paid, spelt wrong, to watch this at the cinema, I would have topped myself in my chair in protest. That's quite an extreme <laughs> reaction. Is, yeah. Um, Hated this film. It was absolute drivel. Unbelievable story, poor filming and direction, and a real lack of content. Disliked the overdubbing from, overdubbing from Scandinavian to English, so some idiot hasn't hit the yeah, audio button. Yeah. About as true as the Yeti. That is all I have to say about it! <laughs> Exclamation mark. This film is the biggest... P- oh, here we go. Right. Run-on sentence, no capital letters, no punctuation. Okay, are we going to need bleeping in this? Amazingly not. Okay. This film is the biggest pile of rubbish I had to endure watching total utter rubbish and not worth the money being charged for it and the conversion to English is terrible out of sync. <laughs> right, okay. There you go. Amazingly, every word in that, apart from sync, is spelt right. <laughs> and a five-star review. Oh my God! 
I've just blown somebody's ears off. Yeah, I think so. A superb film and very well put together in a low-budget way. Must be watched before the Americans make a pretty version in their own way. Can't be wrong. Has a Land Rover Defender in it. <laughs> nice. So, uh, that's a hit for Troll Hunter, I think. Yeah, absolutely. Yeah. Uh, what did you give me? What did you make me watch? I made you watch Biggles Adventures in Time. You did. Excellent. Uh, let me search for some notes where you tell people what a Biggles Adventures in Time is all about. Okay. Right. Biggles Adventures in Time. Very loosely based on the Captain W.E. John's books that date back to the 30s and 40s. Very and loosely 50s. based, I hear. Very yeah. loosely based. Um, Biggles started out as a World War One pilot um, in the books. In this film, it centres mostly around an ad executive from New York in 1986, I think. Yeah, yeah 1986. 86. Um, who gets transported through time to the First World War, uh, where... Uh, Biggles and his squadron are trying to find out uh, about this new sonic weapon that the the, uh, the Germans are developing. Um, and there's lots of hopping backwards and forth. Uh, basically, whenever the other is in trouble, the other one gets zipped to their location. Yeah, they're called time twins, time aren't twins, they? Time yeah. twins, yeah. Uh, yeah, and that that's basically it. It's basically taking a, a great classic series of books and butchering it to hell. Yeah. Um, but I used to love it as a kid. I think I taped it off the telly when I was about eight, and mm. I used to watch it over and over and over. Um, yeah, I said last week that I uh, I had actually seen this as a kid yeah. uh, and remembered one scene from it. Yeah. It turns out not only had I seen it, right. a comic version of the movie storyline ran as like an eight-panel format in the back of a comic I used to get as a oh, kid. Oh, really? Which would have been, in that period, would either have been Spider-Man and Zoids. Right. Not they weren't combined. No, it was a Spider-Man. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. Uh, or Transformers. Right. Um, Well, speaking of times, actually, Phil Austin contacted us on Twitter and said that he had the Spectrum ZX game of the movie. I had the Amstrad CPC version, and I'm going to say right now up front. That game pisses all over this film. <laughs> right. Well, I didn't even know there was a game. It's good. Of it. If yeah. you can find an emulator, I right. suggest trying to find a copy okay, because it's actually. Uh, I don't know how well it will hold up in the age yeah, of the yeah. PS3 and the Xbox 360. Yeah, but well, I, it's pretty good. He said he loved the game but never saw the film. Ah, so that, I felt that was kind of interesting. There we go. Yeah. But yeah. anyway, carry on. Yeah, but yes, I remember the uh, what brought it home that I remember seeing this thing was I remembered the scene, the scene I remembered from watching from actually watching the film yeah. is uh, where the the Germans test the sonic weapon mm-hmm. uh, and everybody hides inside the ceramic disc thing that's in the floor. Yeah. This is already sounds weird, doesn't it's, it? It's, it's a bunker. but Yeah, it's, it's a it, bunker, but it's coated in ceramic tiles because is, that's not yeah. affected by the what turns out to be a sonic weapon. Yeah, yeah. What's interesting is it's kind of a sonic heat ray. Yeah, we'll get onto that later. Yeah, and believe it or not, the science kind of holds up. Mm. Okay. Um, <laughs> anyway... Uh, yeah, everybody hides in the bunker, yeah. and then when they come out, uh, Mr. Ad Executive, whose name I can't remember and isn't really that important, Terry, Frank, Mark. Jim. Jim. Okay, good. Jim comes out, and he he touches uh, the barrel of a tank, yeah. uh, which crumbles in his mm-hmm. hands. Uh, he actually squeezed it a lot harder than I remember. Yeah. Um, yeah, so that's the scene I remember w- from watching it. And yeah. the scene that re- made me realize that I'd read the comic thing was where he has his he gets he's shaving and gets zapped back in That's time, right, yeah. Which leads to a, a joke that made me go, "What the hell?" Yeah, where he appears in the nunnery, yes, uh, 
in the perfect crucifixion pose underneath the crucifix. <laughs> yes. And I was like, how did you get away with that? <laughs> I know. Yeah. But anyway, yes. Uh, and he still has his electric razor on him yeah. uh, and pretends it's a grenade to get the to stop the Germans from executing his friends. Yeah. Yeah. Um, but yes, anyway. That was a long ramble for no it real was, reason. <laughs> yeah. Uh, but anyway, yeah, I, I'd had some kind of contact with this film before. Yeah. Um, it's rubbish. It is. It's rubbish. I, I love it, though. It's, it's so know. bad, it's good. Uh, that's the kind of thing. That's my final note here. Right. I took more notes on this film <laughs> right. than I have ever before. My notes usually don't come to one side of A4. Yeah. I have two sides of A4 Excellent. just for this movie. Um, terrible film but if it wasn't this bad it wouldn't be as enjoyable exactly yeah if it was a good movie it wouldn't be this much fun um everything about it what am i where do i start with this i might just (laughs) read these lines out verbatim okay go on worst time travel ever he gets zapped with completely unbelievable lightning (laughs) and then just magically appears in the other time zone yeah the effects are appalling they are appalling nobody can act no peter cushing's trying yes and he is Actor-wise, the best thing about this film. Absolutely. Oh, absolutely. Yeah, yeah. yeah. There's a yeah. whole scene where he turns up at the the ad execs' offices. Yeah. That shot on a Dutch tilt angle for absolutely no reason. Yeah. yeah. And that's the only scene in the movie that's done like that. It's very weird. Um, the opening song. Yes. Is freaking terrible. Oh, it's brilliant though, isn't it? Oh, it's awful. And I know you said uh, you were talking about the synth orchestral yes. stab. Yeah. And you you know, you guessed it was a yes thing or yeah. You told, yeah, yeah. I know it from somewhere else. Oh, really? It's used extensively in the soundtrack to the video game uh, Ninja Turtles in Time. Oh, <laughs> really? Yeah. <laughs> a soundtrack I had as a kid for no <laughs> apparent reason. As <laughs> soon as it went off, it's like, I recognise that. Yeah. Yeah. Um, this was sat on for nearly two years. Really? It was released in the UK in May 86. Yeah. Uh, and didn't hit US cinemas until January 1988. Really? Yeah. Wow. Yeah. I still uh, couldn't find out how much they spent on it, though. No, I, Not mean, much. I think it was a British production. It appears to be. A lot of the external scenes that are supposed to be New York are actually London. Yeah. Because they have British road markings. Yeah. Um, oh, all all of go. the war stuff was shot in... Sorry, I think. Yeah, the best now, the best thing about it is the first dogfight sequence. Yeah, it's good. Which has some really, really good stunt flying and aerial photography. Yeah. Wasted on this film. Absolutely. The aerial stunts are probably, I mean, they are. The low flying stuff through the forest is pretty nail biting. It is. It's really, really good. Yeah. Yeah. I could almost forgive the council houses and electricity pylons in the background (laughs) of 1917. Yeah. Um,. But yeah, that's that's definitely the highlight. There's yeah. some daredevil stuff yeah. in there. Um and a couple of shots on the hero plane mm. looking back with the guy playing Jim looking absolutely <laughs> terrified <laughs> in the passenger seat. Yeah. And he does some stuff on the outside of a helicopter later on. Yeah, he's shot pretty yeah. tight, so I imagine they can't have been that high up. No. But it's definitely him yeah, clinging onto yeah. the side of a helicopter. Yeah, I mean some of the helicopter stunts are pretty good. They did one where they land it on the back of a moving train. Yeah. Uh, that had never been done before. No. It took them 15 takes over two days. Apparently so, but you never see it land. You d- In frame, really? you don't ever see the helicopter. You see it take off from the train again. Yeah. You don't ever see it land. That's interesting. Or I didn't, anyway. You see it approaching, don't you? Yeah, but the actual touchdown, you don't which see. I imagine they did 15 times over two yeah. days, wasn't apparently um, wasn't good enough I mean, to put in the th- film. Thinking about it, it may have been harder to take off. Maybe. That's interesting. Yeah. 
Um, what else have we got here? Why does Peter Cushing live in Tower Bridge? Oh, I don't know, because he's British. Okay. And we all live there, do yeah, we? Yeah, I okay, think that, yeah. Fine. Yeah, I think um, that's the only reason. Okay. Um, he's become a religious transvestite. That's probably my favourite line in the film. <laughs> Where Jim has been zapped back to 1917. <laughs> yeah. We do the whole thing with the razor and the crucifix. Yeah. Uh, and he disguises himself as a nun. Yeah. Uh, and as, uh, as Biggles and his buddies are escaping, he's chasing after the... Uh, Chasing off the truck to get back in and get zapped back to 86 just as uh, his girlfriend yeah. and a weird fat man are banging <laughs> yes. on his door. Yeah. See, uh, I think we'll he get might back have... to the weird fat man later. Yeah, I think he's got one of the best lines in the movie. He, he hammers, uh, they hammer on the door and he opens it wearing the wearing the nun's outfit. Yeah. And the fat guy And just he's says, got a machine gun. Yes, he does. Yeah. And he just says, oh my God, he's become a religious transvestite. Yeah. And then it's, and then they see the gun. It's like, oh, a religious transvestite bank robber. Yeah. <laughs> Yeah, it's it's definitely a very odd, odd, odd film. My other favourite line was uh, uh, when Biggles and Jim first see the devastation of a town. Yeah. Uh, and Jim says, it looks like it's been nuked. Mm. Biggles says, nuked? What does nuked mean? Yeah. And Jim replies, nuked. It's American slang for overreact. <laughs> yeah, I love that line. Yeah. Yeah, it's... Um, <laughs> there is just some really really odd 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 lines in it i mean like th- there's the bit where Let's show this sausage guzzler what this thing can do yeah <laughs> what the hell <laughs> then there's the one where basically jim tells everyone in new york i've got to go to england and then the girlfriend and the fat guy decide they're going to go with him leaving yeah. the bloke with the beard in charge of the whole company yeah they all leave the room the fat man comes back and goes hey dave keep it tight asshole and then that's i it. missed that line and it's just like why would you say that? What does that even mean? I missed. I, I must have been taking notes at that point, <laughs> yeah. or trying to eat my dinner. Yeah. But yeah, no, I I missed that line. Yeah. Slightly unfortunate. Um, Biggles does shout bollocks quite loudly at one point. <laughs> yeah. yeah. Um. It's yeah. It's one of those things. I think it's PG on the thing, isn't it? Yeah, it is. So, um, but it's an eighties PG. It is. Yeah, it's definitely an eighties PG. There's a couple of shits, and someone there's an eye gets pulled out of a yeah. of a melted corpse, which, which wa- is a horrible looking scene. It is, yeah, and which wasn't in the video that I had as a kid, which was oh, really taped off television. Ah, so, there we go. Um, From three o'clock on yeah, a Sunday afternoon. Exactly, yeah, exactly. Yeah. So all of the swearing was gone, and you know all of the thing. Yeah, I think you're gonna have a bit of bleeping to do on this episode. No, we're we're eighties PG. All right. Yeah. Um, it's full of, it's full of. All the things I love and hate about movies. This. Yeah. Yeah. ADR exposition. Oh, yeah. Biggles. The whole in time. We just went through it. Yeah. No shit. A helicopter <laughs> is flying around in 1917 and you don't <laughs> think we could have worked that out for ourselves. Yeah. Um, Ferguson smashes a helicopter window for no reason towards the end as well. Does he? Own yeah. Those? They decide that how they're going to fight the sonic weapon. Uh, Biggles' idea is to get the microphone... Oh, the that's helicopter, right. Yeah, and create and a feedback it, loop. And create a feedback loop by hanging yeah. it out over the speaker. On yes. the, it's a police. I should say it's a police helicopter that they yes. hijacked and yeah. somehow accidentally magically taken back to the First World yeah. War. Yeah. Well, I think that because they, they they steal it in uh, uh, on the banks of the Thames. Yeah. And there's kind of some stunts near yeah, Tower yeah. Bridge with the yeah. helicopter, and then whilst they're in the helicopter, they get zapped, which yes. unfortunately takes the helicopter with them. Yes. Yeah has not done that with any vehicle previously. No, unless you count Debbie as a vehicle. Yeah, or the Razor. Who's a very bad actress. Yeah, she's terrible. Yeah. 
Yes. But but I think there's one in a plane, isn't there? When he gets zapped out of a plane, but the plane doesn't go. But the plane doesn't go no. anywhere. No. Maybe that's because they were made of wooden cloth as opposed to metal. Mm. I don't know. The science behind this film is highly dubious. <laughs> it's the opposite of Troll Hunter. Yeah. But yes, they decide to create a feedback loop by putting the microphone out on the on the, on the speaker. speaker. Yeah. yeah. Um, despite the fact that Jim could have very easily just opened the door yeah. and plonked out, he decides he has to take the butt of the rifle and smash the window <laughs> of the helicopter out and then open the door. It's more dramatic. Yeah, maybe. I guess so. Um, why does light come out of a sound weapon? I don't know. It causes some awful strobing, which shows off all the interlacing lines in this bad DVD transfer. Yeah, yeah. yeah. I mean, I can I can understand the whole sound and heat uh thing i can i can understand what the science behind how that weapon is supposed to work i still don't quite understand the lot the strobe light no uh, unless that unless that's just supposed to be on it for shock and awe yeah because they uh, during the first world war and the second world war weapons development kind of had two aspects of it there mm. was the thing that made it look scary and the thing that it actually did yeah, yeah. um Talking of things it actually does. Yeah. It blows up in very spectacular fashion. It does. There's, for a low budget, we think British film. There's some pretty big explosions in this movie. Big explosions and big air stunts. Yeah. So I'm assuming that's where all the money went. Yeah, because they saved money on the actors. The stuff yeah. <laughs> the stuff that looks the worst and the cheapest is the modern day stuff. Yeah. Where yeah. it's all everything is outside <laughs> pretty much everything is outside in the daytime, natural light, stick a camera on your shoulder, let's go. Yeah. Um the way I described it, hold on, I'd, I have an equation for this film. All right. Back to the Future plus Secret of My Success plus Indiana Jones minus budget equals Biggles. <laughs> right. <laughs> nice. I think that's probably about right. Yeah. Um, there's no drama, no tension, no suspense at any point of this film. Um, no, there's not. I always. The I woman always... ends up in a bin for no reason. I don't entirely <laughs> know what happened there. I always got really kind of anxious as a kid yeah. uh, when when they're about to be executed using the sound because they get they're about to be executed about three times in this movie yeah when they're about to use the sound weapon mm. and they have to kind of fight their way into the bunker now that fight contains one amazing shot it's a <laughs> terrible fist fight breaks yeah. out and there's one shot just they're about to get in the bunker and i think it's algae he's the podgy one with the tash isn't he no that's bertie bertie yeah they're they've all everybody's decked their their german that they've been fighting with yeah and they all are about to run in and Algy takes about 25 seconds to grab this German guy, right. put him in position, pull his fist all the way back, and then finally smack <laughs> him in the face. It just takes forever. <laughs> Amazing. Not not a martial artist. No. Um, I have some questions. Okay. Okay. We're gonna we're gonna get into spoiler territory here. So okay. fast Fair forward enough. by five minutes if you don't want to hear how Biggles ends. Right. Um. How does he survive von Stalhein's grenade? Which grenade? At the end, uh, where Biggles is outside the Biggles is outside the church. Yeah. Uh, Marie, his love interest, has been shot. She's wounded. She's potentially yeah. dying inside. And the German, he has this big rivalry rivalry with, comes yeah. down in his plane, blows up the helicopter, shoots at Biggles. Right. Um, uh, and simultaneously they throw grenades at one another yeah biggles goes into the guy's cockpit and blows him up yeah the german one lands at biggles's feet yeah there's a bizarre insert shot right. of the face of a, the a statue he's standing next to yeah and then the grenade blows up right you don't see him move he doesn't go anywhere right cut to biggles walks into the church unscathed 
I don't know. I, we're, I think you just have to assume that he got out of the way. What I like to think yeah. is that, and they could have done it with just one nasty special effect, yeah. is that his life was in danger, so he travelled through time and then travelled back again to the same moment. Yeah, that could have. Yeah, yeah, quite. Possibly. I'd like to think that I might be giving the film a bit too much. <laughs> I credit, think you are, but actually. there's just no. He could not have possibly I just, survive that. I just assumed he'd taken a few steps to one side and jumped out the way. Yeah, but it doesn't. It do. doesn't take much to, no, to have a no. man dive over the wall. That no. would have protected him, apparently, yeah. since the wall didn't blow up. Yeah, uh, I, or the statue they put the weird insert of. Yeah, it just has a weird, funny little. It's an angel, one. isn't it? I think. Uh, I think it's supposed to be Virgin Mary holding the baby. Oh right, okay. Or it's it is yeah. it's a woman holding a baby. Okay. Let's just say that at least. Yeah. Yeah. It's, it's it definitely religious, quasi religious yeah. moment, but for no reason. Yeah. Okay. After that. Yeah. We go back to 1986. Yeah. And uh, Jim and bad actress Debbie. Yes. I found out why her accent is so off. Right. She's half English and half American, okay. and so is her accent. Right. Um, they're getting married. Yeah. In a church. Yeah. In England. Uh-huh. Why are they getting married in England? I don't know. They're both American. Yeah. The beardy guy has shown up. Yes. Why is the fat guy who tried to have him committed slash arrested the best man? <laughs> I Does don't Jim not have any other friends? He's he's a terrible person and he gets let off quite he a does, lot of indiscretions yeah. in this movie. He tries to get him committed at yeah. one point and it's just like... He's There's like, also a doorman holding a massive revolver <laughs> for no yeah. reason earlier oh, on no, in the film he, as well. He gets given the revolver. The doorman gets given the revolver oh, by the fat must guy. Been, I must think. have been writing a note. Yeah, no, he finds because he finds the revolver, okay, and gives it to the doorman. And then he runs after Jim and picks up a machine gun. And yeah. it's all a bit weird. This yeah. is a very strange film. Yeah, very strange film. Well, there's all my questions, I guess. Okay, it's not. Oh, there's a weird magic mushrooms joke as well. Is there? Yeah, uh, when Debbie gets blasted back to 1917. Yes. Yeah. She says, this is all a hallucination and it must have been the mushrooms I ate on the plane. Yeah, that's right, yeah. This is in a kid's film. There's a lot of weird stuff in what's essentially a kid's film. Yeah, I think they were trying to do that, let's put some thing, gags in for the adults. Thing. Yeah. Didn't really work. No, not really. Um, I don't know if I can recommend this to people or not. <laughs> because it's a bad film. Yeah. But I think you kind of have to see it. Yeah. I, I absolutely love it. And what's interesting is that... Um, I don't know if you found any customer feedback. Um, oh, that means sorting through a pile of notes. Hang on, you talk. I'll have well, a well, what I was going to say was that there are people I've spoken to and seen have just said, I remember seeing that as a kid. I absolutely loved it. There's someone here we work with in the office who remembers, uh, who went to see it in the cinema. Yeah, yeah. And it, yeah, and it's one of those... He, he must have contributed $111,000 it made uh, or yeah. whatever it was. Uh, and it was just like... When when I mention it to people, they just go, oh, I love that film. And it seems to be one of those really weird things. It's like There's no merit to it whatsoever, but people really love it. Mm. Um, and even if you don't like it, you can't, you know, I don't know anyone that really hates it. Yeah. My wife doesn't like it. Yeah. But but even if she's there when she watches it, she still laughs at There's it. There's plenty of bad, cheap movies I'm sure she likes. Oh, absolutely. There yeah. you go. There we go. I do have customer feedback. Okay. It's a five-star review. However, before I do that, you right. said last week yes. you thought you'd been thinking about like a, pr- a proper Biggles yes. story because this pl- plays fast and loose with the Biggles franchise. It does, very franchise, much so. For lack yeah. of well, well, what's interesting about the whole Biggles thing is that it, it you know, the Biggles books span from the, like, the First World War all the way through to the 60s uh-huh. in time frame. So there's Second World War stuff, there's, you know, 
bits pre and post war where he's in, like he's almost like Indiana Jones. He's yeah. like in Borneo or he's in yeah. Cairo or something like that. Um, but I, what I always loved was the First World War ones in the dogfights and the Sopwith camels and you know, they're, the, they're the, the, the triplanes and all that kind of stuff. That's the classic thing. Now, um, I came up with like a great team to make this movie. Okay. But unfortunately, based on two films I've seen that I know you haven't and, right. and will probably appear on this podcast at some point. Okay. Um, I would say that you'd need a script by Jane Goldman okay. and Matthew Vaughan mm. and then directed by Matthew Vaughan. Mm-hmm. This is based on what they've done with Kick-Ass and uh, X-Men, X-Men First, First Class. Class. Yeah. Um, I would have Michael Fassbender as Biggles. <laughs> He's probably a bit old. Yeah. In the originally Biggles was supposed to be seventeen, in in the first book. Yeah. Um. So he'd probably be a bit, a bit old, but I think well, Cushing's character more. in this one would have been pushing a hundred. Oh, exactly. Yeah. yeah. I, I I think it would work with him being a bit older and a bit more authoritative. Okay. I'd have Tom Hiddleston as Algy. All right. Yeah. I'd have Benedict Cumberbatch as Bertie, <laughs> <laughs> and I'd have Eddie Redmayne as Ginger. Okay, yeah, that's a pretty good lineup. I like that. And, and my only complaint is that Fassbender would come in, look at the script, and go, "No, I want to play the German." Well, because that was the thing. I was kind of like, "Oh, would he be better as 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 the German?" And perhaps he could thinking, do a dual role. Well, I don't know. I was thinking, you know, there's people like Till Schweiger who could do that. Mm. You know, even at a push, Christoph Waltz. Yeah, yeah. You know, so there are there are definitely people that could do that stuff, and you'd have to do it all with practical flying stunts mm. and stuff like that not use too much cgi and you know i think it, i think they could do an amazing job with that and oh. i bet all of them would they'd really get into it i think that it's the sort of film that vaughan and goldman if they did it would do it with the right tone of voice and all of those people from what i've seen of them being interviewed and all that kind of stuff would probably just get it and just kind of really go and play with it and it'd, it'd be a really good adventure fun movie well should you end up in the same room as jane goldman just oh i will yeah <laughs> yeah exactly yeah. um let me do the the five star review okay yeah. i haven't read this up front okay there's little punctuation and no capital letters okay. oh there's one capital letter amazing okay this film is a proper popcorn 80s extravaganza leave your brain in the kitchen and enjoy I saw it in the cinema when I was five and loved it then. It five? all made sense to me. huh? Five? Yeah. With that bit with the eye coming yeah, out. Yeah, I know. Okay. It all made sense to me as I'd seen Back to the Future already. <laughs> I saw it on Sky yesterday and got a lot of the more adult jokes I didn't get when I was a kid. The 80s music count sounds kind of funny on a World War One film. That was actually the only note I didn't read out. The, the fly, World War One flying sequences to bad 80s synth pop. Yeah. It jars horribly. Yeah. And then you see the 1985 Council of the State going past in the background <laughs> and it all ties in. Um, yes, the 80s music sounds kind of funny on a World War One film, but then again, it was made in the 80s like Highlander. What? Okay. Peter Cushing is heavy. What? As is Neil Dixon as Biggles. In my humble opinion, he should have done more films. Alex Hyde-White is good too, and I'm surprised I haven't seen him in more films too. There are some good scenes, like when the sound weapon roasts some bad guys, and some good comedy moments, like when a hotel maid finds in the 1980s finds Ferguson dressed in full World War I military regalia with a machine gun. That is pretty funny, actually. <laughs> yeah. um, whoever thought of the plot is a G. <laughs> to make an idea like that work is a serious achievement. If you like ludic- ludicrous films with action and humour, then this is for you. And then there's at least 11 exclamation marks at the yeah. end of that. Yeah, I think it's one of those things. It's it's 
you can't. I mean, it's not a serious movie by any stretch of the imagination, and it's oh, just no. so stupid that you just kind of have to go. This is going to be utterly ridiculous, and just enjoy it. I think. I also have a review. Uh, we have sent a Twitter review okay. uh, of Rear Window. Oh yeah, yeah. Uh, 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 from a lady named Debbie Edwards, who says Rear Window. Great set and beautifully done, but couldn't get past some awful special effects and the bizarre sped-up ending, mm. which is pretty much my review. Yeah, yeah, but, I think so. Uh, yeah. Compressed, so yeah. uh, she's not allowed to come and do the show because it won't run long enough. Yeah. Debbie also uh, left us a review on iTunes. Yeah. Of the show, mm-hmm. uh, of which we are for which we are very grateful because she gave it five stars. So she's my new favourite person. Right. Um, uh, 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 when I try a new podcast, I can normally manage one and give up for a bit or switch off after five minutes. I listen to four of these in a row. Blimey. Uh, That's so, some time uh, to kill then. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. Long train journey or something. Yeah. yeah. Um, uh, she, what she does get on to say is, apart from uh, rubber is so up its own bottom it made my teeth itch, uh, and how on earth did children and men get past one of you? See, I, this is, I, I can see why you like her. What? Because she's sided with she you. Yeah. She's sided with me twice here. Yeah. yeah. Um. Uh, no, you've, Three you've, times, you see, rear window, children of men, and rubber. Yeah, there we so, go. She's on my side. Oh, dear. I'm going to have to pitch something now that's going to... I look forward to the end of that sentence. <laughs> yeah, I really do. Th- no, yeah. all right. There, uh, is, there isn't an end to that sentence. Something she thought. says is, uh, uh, the format is great, but got me thinking. What about all the films you've both seen so can't review? Yeah, we kind of have a solution to this. Yeah, we've kind of mentioned it before already, yeah, actually. Uh, and I think maybe we should start it next week. Yeah, I think so where, too. Where uh, we will pitch and review as usual. Yeah. Uh, but I think also we will effectively pitch to our audience. We, yeah. well, I think we should pick a film mm-hmm. and tell everybody listening why they should watch it. Yep. Uh, and invite people to send us reviews. Yeah. Uh, pro- we probably won't do it every week. Maybe once a fortnight, once a month or whatever. Yeah, yeah. Um, I think I think actually we've probably got a good idea of what what the first movie yeah. will be, and um, I think it's one that a lot of people will have seen and probably have quite strong opinions about. But so. the, uh, I think uh, if I'm thinking of the same movie, which I yeah. probably am, yeah, because we appear to share a brain sometimes. <laughs> yeah, um, uh, there are a lot of people are that have surprised. <sighs> <laughs> Are you going to finish your sentence now? Yeah. <laughs> um, there, there's a. Uh, I keep coming across people who haven't seen this yes, film, yeah. and surprising people who I thought would have seen it. Yeah. So uh, we'll uh, we'll get on to that next week because uh, we're pretty loaded this week, and uh, I can see the time is creeping up there. Um, so uh, thank you, Debbie, for your review of uh, Rear Window and your review of the show. Yeah, very much. Thank you. And, uh, uh, Anyone who who Pimp wants us to all your mates. Yeah, anyone wants to review us on iTunes um, and give us some ratings on there, please do. Yeah, yeah. E- even the guy who thinks I sound like Simon Mayo and you sound like a <laughs> boy who hasn't passed <laughs> yeah. through puberty fully yet. Well, you know, but each to their own. I take that as a compliment. I don't about you. <laughs> no, I don't. Um, well, you know, not everyone's going to like this, are they? Okie dokie. Um, what have you got for me this well, week? Well, we should pitch, I guess. We should, and... This is where the show's going to take a little bit of a twist this week, I think. Yeah, we should probably level with people. Usually, when we come in, we have no idea what the other person's going to pitch. No, not at all. Uh, But this week, both of us had very recently watched some very bad films. Yeah, over the last weekend, you know, we we just happened to both mention to each other that we had seen these utterly awful films. Um, So we decided to make this why have you seen as opposed to have you seen. We've put them up against each other in a dreadful loft. Yeah. Um, 
So uh, I get to watch Tom's terrible movie, and yeah. he gets to watch uh, one of mine, because the other one I watched, uh, he'd already seen. Yeah. Um, shall I start with mine? Go for it. Okay. So I was in a supermarket the other day, and I saw a Blu-ray. Blu-ray? Blu-ray. A Blu-ray? Blu-ray. I don't know why I'm there. Uh, a Blu-ray for, for like six pounds. Mm-hmm. Um, and it was a car chase movie. And that is. You do have a particular weakness for car chase movies. I do. I will watch pretty much any movie that's got a significant amount of time dedicated to car chases. Have you ever seen a film called Metro? No. It's a bad Eddie Murphy vehicle from 1997. Yeah. But it has a tremendous San Francisco car chase. Including, uh, it's either Eddie Murphy or Michael Rappaport doing some of their own car stunts. Oh, really? Yeah. Mm, Interesting. Anyway. Um, Yeah, so I love. Car chase movies. I love things like Vanishing Point, Bullet, um, the original Gone in 60 Seconds, which was a fantastically bad B-movie with probably 70% of the movie as the final car chase. Mm-hmm. Um, I may pitch you that at some point. Okay. Um, so, yeah. I, as long I, as it's not the Cage version. No, it's not the Nicolas okay. Cage version. Um, so, I, I, d- I do love a good car chase movie. Um, so, I saw this and I thought, Oh, give it a go. It's only a fiver or whatever it was. Yeah. You know. Um, it's called Red Line. Mm-hmm. It was made about four years ago. Um, I'll give you my plot summary that I wrote down. Okay. Some very unrealistic characters bet unrealistic sums of money on unlikely street races. There, There is also kidnap, money counterfeiting, a war veteran, and a band trying to make it big. These things are somehow obviously related. Oh, of course. Um... Yeah, that's as much as I could glean from the plot. Okay. Um, <laughs> this sounds amazing. Yeah, it's a complete mess, this movie. Um, I, I wrote down a cast list. Okay. There's a fr- is, is this see if you've heard of any of these people? No, I didn't bother with the people. There's a, <laughs> there's a, Ferra- <laughs> there's a Ferrari... <laughs> there's a Ferrari Enzo, a Porsche Carrera GT, a Ford GT, a Saline S7 Twin Turbo, a Mercedes McLaren... I've never even heard of one of those. No, there are two Mercedes McLaren SLR... Mm-hmm. Uh, GT cars. Uh, there's a Lamborghini Murcielago Roadster, a Lamborghini Diablo VT Roadster, a Shelby Cobra 427 replica, a Rolls Royce Phantom, a, Mas- a Maserati Quadraporte, a Ferrari F430, a Ferrari 612 Scalati, and a Koenigsegg CCX. What must the insurance premium have been on this film? Well, it's interesting you say things like that. Um, the Koenigsegg CCX, this this was its film debut. Uh-huh. Um, <laughs> Lucky Koenigsegg. Yeah. Um, as I wrote down shortly afterwards, A-list cars, Z-list actors. Excellent. Um, I think people who've been in soap operas. How good. Uh, bad like American soap operas, mm. um, which consist only of over-the-shoulder shots. Yeah. Like, and soft focus. Over-over two shots. Yeah. Um, yeah, this film is really terrible. Possibly, uh, it does have one of the best uses of the line, my father died the same way. Okay. Um, <laughs> and, and another line that's really was just like, what? was? I remember I made you bow-legged one night. <laughs> <laughs> that's, the, that's the level of dialogue. <laughs> and the fact that um, <laughs> they couldn't get the license to use the, the, the name NASCAR for right. the, the stock car racing sequences, so they just took the A out and made it NASCAR. <laughs> <laughs> Bring me to this now. We're watching this now live on the show. Um, what what fascinated me about this film is right. It's called Redline, which uh, 
was the working title for Fast and Furious. Yeah. It is a Fast and Furious ripoff. But okay. Like, <laughs> what makes this it could like, be a good intro because I've never seen any of those films. Okay, right. Fast, right. This is Fast and Furious without the good acting and without the plot. Oh when, my I God. That, when I oh say my that, God. yeah. Yeah, that, that's a lot. Um, All right. There is some... I was hoping there'd at least be some good car sequences in this. They're not that good. They're okay, but they're not great. Okay. Um... Probably because I didn't want to damage those cars. What do you say that? Uh-oh. Wait till you see the film. All right. We'll talk about that next week. Okay. Um, I was intrigued as to how this movie got made. Mm. And was I, it Was it an old Fast and Furious script that somebody had just found in the bin? No, no. There was a, a guy who wrote and produced this. Uh, he owned a mortgage l- lending company. Mm. Um, it's a money laundering exercise. Well... That's what I'm kind of, you know, <laughs> it's kind of intriguing. I was joking. Put it this way. He owned a mortgage lending company. It's 2007. Mm. Things aren't looking too good in the in the uh, the, the housing market. Yeah. Um, what series of movies just happens to be popular? This film cost $26 million. Okay. And uh, was, was kind of funded by some of his companies. Hmm. Uh, I'm assuming they expected to make a massive return. Unfortunately, they made $6 million. Oh, dear. So they lost 20 huh. But I do wonder if it was kind of like, oh, if we put all the money into this, then all the profit that comes out the other end, hmm. you know, get, gets saved, as it were, if should the market crash. Well, let's just hope he's not litigious. Yeah. yeah. I, you know, that, that, I have to say, that is what I have gleaned from all of the information I found online. Okay. I, I, I'm not the... That's I'm, a bit of amateur detective work. Yeah, I'm, yeah. well, I'm, I, I'm not the person proposing this theory. Okay. I've seen other people kind of put, put right. it out there, as it All were. Right. Okay. Um, it's not an unreasonable uh, unreasonable uh, conclusion to jump to. No, but, uh, you know, he donated his own Porsche Carrera GT, which is oh, a, a $500,000 car. Mm. Um, and we'll talk about that next week. Okay. Um, there, there, were two, there was one little uh, uh, kind of car-related fact that I thought you might enjoy, is that the mm-hmm. opening title sequence takes place while uh, there's a bet going on that someone has to drive from A to B mm. in 45 minutes or whatever it is, I don't know, um, in a McLaren SLR, Mercedes McLaren SLR, um, and they do it just in time. Unfortunately, uh, he does it at speeds of over 200 miles an hour, which mm. the car is fully capable of. Mm-hmm. Unfortunately, only for about 20 minutes because mm. that's how much the gas tank will allow. <laughs> 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 so unless he stops to fuel up... yeah. Uh, like three or four times on his journey, he's probably not going to do it. Probably not going to yeah. do it. Um, yeah, and uh, oh, I'm gonna, I'm, I'm, I'm not sure I can add any more. Okay, that's fine. Um, I look forward to discovering the rest of Redline for myself. Yeah, I've got l- uh, quite a few more notes. I can see them, but um, we won't, we won't cover those until next week. Okay. Well, for you then. Oh, actually, no. There is one thing I need to point out. Okay. Uh, there is, a, there's a music mogul in it. Right. Played by a guy. Comedian. Okay. Eddie Griffin. Right. And Undercover Brother. Yes. That's a film I like more than I should. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> That's a film I sh- I've seen and I shouldn't have. Yeah. Um, yeah. He is like a music mogul and mm. he's got some of his entourage, including like, you know, the sexy ladies mm. in inverted commas. Um, and, and I like how the inverted commas <laughs> are around ladies and not sexy. <laughs> <laughs> well, around, around sexy ladies. To be oh, okay, okay. Um, the fingers came up a bit too late yeah, first time yeah. Um It's because I, w- I wasn't sure if I was going to do the fingers or not. Okay. Um, <laughs> it's not a very audio-friendly exactly, gesture. Yeah, yeah. Um, 
Yeah, he has an argument with one of the ladies in his entourage, so mm-hmm. she gets him to pull over and let her, her off out by the side of the road. Um, watch that scene. Uh, okay. Just pay attention to that scene. Okay. Because it's quite spectacular. All right. Uh, that's all. That's the last thing I'm going to say. All right. Okay, fine. For you, I have an absolute <laughs> classic of cinema. Right. Um, from the director of Inspector Gadget. Right. And lots and lots of Playboy videos. Okay. Playboy video calendars and all that kind of thing. Yeah. Um, it was made for $6 million. Okay. It made $1.2 million. Brilliant. Uh, it stars one of the biggest stars in the 90s. Yeah. Uh, and I'll give you the tagline from the poster. Right. And see if you can figure out how this makes any kind of sense. Okay. When a girl has a heart of stone, there's only one way to melt it. <laughs> what? Just add ice. <laughs> <laughs> Your movie this week is Cool as Ice, starring Vanilla Ice. That sentence is just brilliant. I know, I know. I wow. Just I on can a, see just your brain, a, twist, brain twisting into a pretzel from here. Just on a chemistry level. I know that is just I fantastic. Know. I know. Um, this is a very bad film. Yeah, I can imagine. Uh, I had a, uh, uh, I'd heard a, a radio show kind of skewering it, mm. and I was just flicking through Netflix one night. Uh, with my girlfriend and she'd heard this thing as well mm. uh, uh, and we uh, we saw it come up and we just kind of looked at each other and I pressed go <laughs> right. and we watched it it's really bad <laughs> it's really bad loosely it's a, a remake of Rebel Without a Cause right starring Vanilla Ice in the James Dean role oh great yeah take take that for what you will <laughs> yeah um, uh, Ice's character is a motorcycle riding rapper who arrives in a small town mm. uh, and meets Kathy, who's an honor student, who's kind of, uh, she kind of catches his eye. I don't know why. She's not that attractive. Right. Uh, and he almost kills her the first time he sees her. Right. That's in an impressive stunt, he did by him, he did himself. Okay. One, actually, one of the few impressive things about this film, mm. all, all of Ice's motorcycle riding stunts, he's a big bike head. Right. All of his riding stunts, he did himself. No. Oh, wow. Um, and he chose the bikes and all that kind of thing. Okay. He's really big yeah, into yeah. that kind of scene. Mm. Um, so not only uh, have we got Ice trying to romance Kathy, right. um, Cassie's, Kathy's dad is in witness protection. Right. He used to be a police officer who apparently did might have done something with some other corrupt police officers that's not, partic- that's not particularly well explained, and they show up looking for him. Okay. There's there's some amazing stuff in this. Yeah. There's there's at least one scene where every possible color in the spectrum is on your screen. <laughs> right. It's so garish and nineties. It has everything you personally love. Okay. Brightly colored clothes. Right. Rap music. Right. <laughs> um. Uh. Uh. The it's not giving too much away. Say so the end fight scene yeah. is a work of art. Okay. <laughs> Uh, complete. It's completely logic defying. <laughs> Brilliant. Um, there's a cameo from Naomi Campbell for no reason. Right. Um, what can I put? Uh, why? What? What can I pull out of this? Um, the one, my favourite fact about this film mm. is who the cinematographer was. Right. Um, he had kind of like a nothing going career. Yeah. Uh, and then in 1991, he made Cool as Ice. Yeah, he he was the cinematographer on Cooler's Eyes. In 1993, he was a cinematographer on Schindler's List. Okay, and from then onwards, he's done every Steven Spielberg film. Janusz Kaminski, like wow. one of the world-renowned cinematographers. Wow, 
He does show flashes of it here. Yeah. That's, uh, another of the few good things. Yeah. There are some there are some pretty nice shots in right. this. There's uh, some of the uh, bike montages because mm. like when Vanilla gets frustrated, he has an angry ride on his bike right, yeah. in the sunset. Of course. Uh, which looks beautiful. Yeah. Um, Kaminsky is the only person to come out of this with really? any kind of uh, any kind of dignity intact right. whatsoever. Um, uh, whoever dressed Vanilla Ice should be ashamed of themselves. Um, <laughs> the director himself. has disowned the film. Oh, right. And okay. bear in mind, he's only directed, apart from this, music videos, commercials, Playboy videos, and Inspector Gadget starring Matthew Broderick. Right. So and he's disowned this. Yeah. Right. yeah. If you can make any sense of this film, good luck. <laughs> right. Um... And uh, uh, I, I tweeted on my my personal uh, Twitter while I was watching this. Yeah. We will incorporate some of those tweets uh, okay. in and around your review next week. I think. Okay, fair enough. Um, we have been prattling for far too long. We've gone way over our usual time. Okay. Um, so we should probably yeah get the heck out of here. Okay. Well, we've had lots to talk about this week. We have. Yeah. Uh, I don't have the plug sheet again, so oh. we're gonna have to do it from memory. Brilliant. Okay. Good. Follow us on Twitter at HYS Podcast. Send us emails, HYSpodcast at gmail.com. You can find us on Facebook, which is facebook.com slash have you seen podcast. And we've got a blog, which is bit.ly slash HYS Podcast. Oh, yeah, just got it. Yeah, yeah, yeah. What was that about? 90%? <laughs> yeah, I think so. Okay, yeah, good. Yeah. Um, for thanks, you can do the thanks. Okay. Thanks, as always, to Artbeat Productions for the use of the studio and uh, Chapter Media for the technical assistance that they've given us. And uh, as ever, the bearded wonder, Alexia and Mam, for just, you know, making this work. Yes. I wish I could show everybody the stats facility he's given us. Absolutely. For, for yeah. uh, um, looking at our downloads and where they come from and how many and all the stats that kind of go yeah. around the show. Absolutely, um, yeah. I can boil it down to, quite simply, though, everybody listening... We know where you live. Well, not really. Kind of. Kind of. Well, we, know we, know, we know where your telephone exchange is. We know where countries are. All right. Okay. We know what country you live in. <laughs> yeah. So, hello, China. Hello, uh, the bot that listens to us in uh, the oh, Ukraine. Uh, hello, Nigeria. They're oh, yes. New. Hello, Nigeria. You're new. Yeah. Where else? There was another one that was new. Yeah. Um, Syria. Oh, hello, Syria. Yeah. Hmm. Uh, yeah. So, uh, as always, thanks to him for, for entertaining us with his stats page. Uh Yes, thanks to you for listening, and yeah. until next week, keep a tight asshole. <laughs>